Uh, that's why I call the pastors last, the pastors who have forsaken God and His Word have left police officers and parents and people in general to themselves to fight what I call the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism. I told you over the past two weeks that I was going to show you where the Bible predicted through prophecy, through the Apostle Paul, the blob, the blob of Beelzebub. We hear so much today about blogs. I'm tempted to say the blog of Beelzebub. And he has some too from some woke pastors. And by the way, tonight, the woke pastors are celebrating big time. And it's Stanley and his ilk. Uh, They're celebrating tonight because they have the infrastructure, the infrastructure that they want to do their woke uh, false prophecy and false teaching uh, because of this last uh, political fight and uh, uh, and woke people everywhere are celebrating because they finally got the government they want and uh, and quite frankly going forward there's no end in sight of their success, humanly speaking. And I predict that these devils and devilish people will continue to win victories. And make no mistake about it, I know my sweet evangelicals don't want me to say this. My Baptist brethren and sistren, Methodists, Presbyterians, conservatives, black and white, don't, don't want me to say this because uh, they are just as delusional as the wicked and the evil and the homosexuals. And they don't want to accept responsibility for the evil that they have done and the payoffs that they have received. This is why they don't like me and they try to block me. Do you know I have more evangelicals trying to block me from uh, Facebook and Twitter and being online in Google. They have friends at these places and they can just call them and say, hey, uh, during this political season, I want you to limit the visibility of of uh, BCNN1 and that man named Daniel White the third. We want him limited.
I do have some family members who know how to get that done too. Do you know that there are people who can try to block what you're doing in certain regions? It's the equivalent of on Google. I mean, I mean, on on the internet. You got to work at certain places. I don't want to name the place right now. Um, one place is IBM. You got to work in a place like that. They have control and power to block you from certain regions and uh, they they never thought I would ever find out about that but I've been knowing that for a long time but see when you have a situation like the internet which is a beautiful thing when it's used right and used right for everybody it's, it gives you a godlike ability which only God can give you that to uh, to have to come to pass His will and what He wants done. He wants the gospel to go to every corner of the world, and it is doing that. The word of God is going to every corner of the world now. See, with television is rounded, and you miss the corners. But the internet is squared off. It hits every corner. Thank God for Charles Stanley and his ministry and other ministries who have sent thousands of, of sun, solar uh, powered internet devices. I need to get me one of those, by the way. Charles Stanley, I need to get me one. You all need to send me one because uh, where I'm going I may need one glory be to God in the highest you see preacher how can you have so much cheer and you're going through so much hell the answer is Jesus simple supra always always above man that's all it's all it's all in God's hands in fact tonight I'm going to prove to you what I told you I was going to prove to you over the past two weeks. You must understand only a very few, a very few, a handful, top, the other one, the other one, um, only a handful of preachers dare risk preaching against what I'm going to preach against tonight. And I have already preached many sermons on this subject. And I thank God I have gotten some help from uh, the great Dr. Ed Young, Jr. And the great Dr. Bradford Reeves. Thank God for these two men who have, with great intelligence, but great power as well, especially Dr. Ed Young Jr. And he's he's a huge surprise to me because I never thought he would ever, ever deal with something like this. In all of my natural born days, I never thought Ed Young Jr. would be the one 
to deal with this and tackle this thing, which I'm sure he would agree, agree with my title. The Blob of Beelzebub. Wokeism. I, believe, I, I guarantee you, he'll, he'll, I don't have to meet him, I don't have to know him, I know he'll, he'll, he'll say, yeah, that's right, That's what, you got the right title. That's what it is, a blob. It's all over the place, see. And, and I want to just tell you parents, you know, most of you are not up to speed on this, and uh, you probably will never get up to speed on it. I'm going to walk you through it. Dr. Ed Young has already done it. On his end, Dr. Bradford Reeves has preached one series on it. And there, there are a few others. Uh, but if you're not up to speed on it, let me just tell you the main way as to how to handle it, pardon me, and make sure that you don't get caught up in it. Because it's coming at you from every which way. On television, the internet, sad to say, in the church, from uh, so-called prominent pastors, from uh, people who are in entertainment. And it's been afoot for a while, but uh, it took a while. Uh, then they bribed some pastors and paid them a certain amount of money, and they went at, at it trying to dismantle and destroy the Bible. But they have not been successful at that. And uh, thanks be to God, even Methodist churches, churches are saying, I am not woke, I am awake. In Jesus, the Methodists. Now, when the Methodists leave the denomination, buddy, you better wake up and smell the coffee. Because they don't move like that. Unless it's really bad. A prominent church just above me. A uh, old church, but an up-to-date church. White Chapel Methodist Church. It's, we, we's got to go. We've got to separate from you, and that's hard to do, man, when you've been in a denomination for over a hundred years. That's hard, to, that's, that's hard, man. I mean, it's got to be bad, buddy. And they called it a broken United Methodist Church. We're leaving the broken United Methodist Church. We can't, we can't roll with you people talking about you're going to, you got homosexual pastors in your church, and not only accepting homosexual members, and they got a whole pew of homosexual men and women hugging, men hugging, holding on the men's hand, walking in the church in front of your children, holding hands, women holding hands and kissing each other in the church. We can't be, we can't be a part of that. We would be Judases to do that. That's why my son and I, Daniel White the Fourth, and I wrote a book uh, titled "The Judas Church." We saw it coming. That's way back, uh, probably ten years ago now. At least I saw it coming. He was too young to see it coming, but he helped me to write the book. Glory be to God. 
In fact, many of our books dealt with these situations as they were brewing, as God was showing them to me and I was showing them to the people through preaching and writing. But I promised you that I would, by the grace of God, deal with the history of the woke-ism, the blob of Beelzebub. I will tell, I, I, I told you that I would show you how it was predicted in the Bible. So you don't need to be shocked by this and flabbergasted by this. And I thank God he prepared me for this uh, a long time ago. I've already told you about that. Because the devil is going for the juggler vein while you're still talking about I'm blessed and highly favored. And you're neither. You're rebuked and chastised. That's what you are if you're saved. And you're lost and on your way to hell if you're religious but lost. And you're a terror in the church, a terrorist is what I call you in the church. And most churches today, especially the mega churches, the so-called um, cool churches, are at least 80% tares and 20% wheat. That's a problem. And that's why to this, that's why to this day, Christian publications and uh, Christian uh, uh, poll companies, they're saying that uh, uh, the churches are not uh, filled up like they used to be before the coronavirus plague. And I told you back young, they will never be that anymore. And here's what's happening, my beloved, regarding the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism. The church was not prepared for it. The church has lost its way out in the wilderness somewhere. They don't even know where the promised land is, much less in it. They're marching around in circles, and that's what God will have his people to do until they learn obedience to him. God is very loving, but he does not play. God does not play. We play. God does not play. Jesus Christ does not play. So, I don't know what you're talking about. Second Timothy chapter three. This is the passage where God, through the Apostle Paul, predicted what you are experiencing today. Wokeism is what the world calls wokeism, and what people call wokeism. But none of them are awake. That's why they're blinded in wokeism. And, and, as I, and, and, and as I was speaking to parents, you can get all alarmed and all up in arms all you want to. That's not the way to fight this. 
running after your children and pleading with them to not follow wokeism and the devil and Beelzebub is not the way to deal with this. Okay? Being depressed, defeated, full of despair, disgusted, crying and boohooing is not the way to deal with it unless you did not do your job as a parent. (coughs) Then go ahead and cry. Because quite frankly, it is completely over for you and uh, your children. If you did not, if you did what most American parents do, neglect your children, uh, don't spend enough time, don't spend time with your children, not just enough, but didn't spend time with your children hardly ever because you were out there trying to get your groove on, trying to uh, work and uh, be somebody and get this and that and you, you left your children to the babysitters from hell and you uh, experienced what every parent experiences the time went by so fast your child was 18 and going out the door because they hate you and uh, they don't want to be around you anymore and so they would rather go sleep on your neighbor's couch because that's where his friend is or somewhere across town where you can't find them you know why you can't find them because they don't want to be found now see if you did that if you did it the American way then go ahead and cry because you've lost your child for good and uh, that's just all it is to it, unless the child gets saved and, and, and you get saved and y'all act like y'all have some sense, maybe. Okay? For those of you who are saved and you have done your part, you have peace in your heart, mind, soul, and spirit that you did everything you were supposed to do as a parent. You left it all on the field, as did I, by the grace of God. You just put your trust in the Lord and you pray. That's it. Trying to woo them back in a certain way and all of that kind of thing. Only God can do that for your children. And only they can make that decision. And if they become woke and they're caught up in it, uh, all you can do is pray. Talking it away is it's just, and all of that is not going to get it. You pray, you talk, all right, but you talk to God, and that's it. And you be at peace. If you did your job as a parent, if you know you didn't do your job as a parent, then cry your eyeballs out. Because you, 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 you didn't see this coming. It has never been here like this before. But this is the day that the blob of Beelzebub is here. And Beelzebub is taking names, whipping behinds and taking names. And may I just say to you, I know my evangelical brethren don't want me to say it, but the woke people just handed your behind to you. I'm not with the woke. 
I'm there with you as far as belief and what ought to be happening in this country. But you're the cause of it. You allowed it to happen, pastors, pastors' wives, with your woke foolishness. You're not living by the Bible. You're not praying. You're not reading the Bible. You women, uh, pastors' wives, and women in the church not dressing modestly. You men being whoremongers in the church. The devil is a lie. Wokeism whip your behind. And hand it your butt to you. Thank God for the 7,000. I'm a part of that number by the grace of God. Thank God for the remnant. I'm a part of that number by the grace of God. I didn't preach for nearly seven years every day for nothing. All of this, God told me, God spoke to my heart, all of this was coming. I tried to warn you from the wilderness, but you didn't want to listen. Now after the plague has come, and has killed all of the bishops and the pastors and the parishioners who are giving communion and taking communion with unworthily. Thousands are dead. God is giving you who are left behind an opportunity to repent, to change your ways, and you still refuse to do so. That cup of tea represents I'm going to take my time. We're going to be here a while. It's all right. Not necessarily night, because uh, I need to get my rest as well. I preach, I preach hard for three hours a day. But even I have to do some human things. I can't live in the supernatural forever. <laughs> Down here. <laughs> I have to I have to do some human thing myself so we're at 2nd Timothy and I have to look over here because our camera our main camera is broken but thank the Lord my son Daniel Ezekiel hooked us up real good it's not it's not the best as, the, as far as the viewing is concerned. But from what I understand, the sound is out of this world. All the way over in Nigeria. My dear brother told me that, man, you're very loud over here. The sound is much better. And uh, the camera is not as good, but uh, the sound is good. And I share with you last night that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word. Second Timothy chapter 3 This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And we're in those days. 
we have H E double L, that's how we used to spell it back in the day. We have hell in this nation like we've never had it before, thanks to the blob of Beelzebub, wokeism, as they call it. We're living in perilous times. There was a time parents used to teach their little children to walk up to the altar of the church and give God some money. Now we have parents giving their children some money to go give it to a woke, monstrous-looking drag queen. There was a time when, and this was not good either, but there was a time, and I remember this time in Brooklyn, New York, New York City, my parents coming out of Jim Crow, they were so thrilled that they were living in New York. And it was a magical time back in the, back in the 60s. It was a magical time. And uh, they took me and my sister under me and we were some of the first Negroes, I guess, to sit on the white Santa Claus lap. And now parents are taking their children to go sit on and near the penis of a drag queen and his lap. Don't bow your head yet. It's not time to pray. That's what you people have been doing and that's what you like to do. You like that kind of devilment. devilment. You call that freedom. I call it going to hell in a handbasket. Verse 2, for men shall be lovers of them of their own selves. It's not interesting how that was written. I always get a little bit tripped up at that. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. And we have that on steroids today. People love themselves so much today they will spend thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to make themselves look different. Covetous, boasters, proud. Many woke people are extremely proud because wokeism is rooted in uh, authoritarianism. It doesn't matter what position you have over them. It doesn't matter whether or not you're a police officer, <coughs> a parent, or a pastor. They, they have a demonic spirit of trying to bogart their way through. And they have no respect for authority. They feel like they're the authority. And as I have pointed out to you from 
Dr. Ed Young Jr. They practice uh, this self-righteous moral authority thing that just because they claim to be for uh, victims, they claim to be for uh, black people, Black Lives Matter, like we're so, all of us are victims. We're so, we're so pitiful that uh, you, uh, you don't matter, but black lives matter. And so they down for uh, fighting against racism. They down for fighting against uh, uh, women being in subjection to their husbands and women being quiet in the church. They are down for using uh, the Trojan horse of racism to bring in homosexuality and transgenderism. They hate me because God has downloaded into me exactly what they have done, their history and how that this was predicted. And the church that has fallen away, they just bowl right over them. And now we have a situation where the government does not respect the church or need the church until it's a political season. And black lives matter and uh, homosexuals, I guess, matter. And that's what they basically want to say. They won't say that. Transgender, and it's all about that now. The church does not matter. The representatives of God in Jesus Christ evidently don't matter to them. You know why? Because their goal is to destroy authority. Their goal is to dismantle the family, the church, and the government that uh, that is represented in the police. For they feel like if they can topple those three great institutions of God designed for our good, they can run everything. And the truth of the matter is, humanly speaking, if the church does not repent and rise up, I didn't say a political leader, Uh, Because I don't care if you choose Trump, DeSantis, or Herschel Walker. None of them will defeat wokeism. The church could have done it. And only the church. See? Blasphemers. These people blaspheme God. People are so woke. Now that they have blasphemed God with a Christian, so-called, quote-unquote, Christian Ouija board. You know the devil is a lie. Talking about this Ouija board will allow you to talk to Jesus directly. That's a lie out of hell. That's demonic. It is blasphemous. Particularly when Jesus Christ 
has made it clear to everybody in the world who believe in him that you can communicate with God Almighty through him anytime you want to. They look forward to your praying to them. You know God never sleeps, nor does he slumber. You don't need a, excuse me, a doggone Ouija board to get in touch with Jesus. You need Jesus and the precious blood of Jesus Christ and your soul saved and you need to pray in his name. He's the ticket. He's the access to God. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. <clears throat> Blasphemous, disobedient to parents. Now, some of you parents, you should be shocked at the nasty, demonic, woke attitudes of your children. Those of you, like myself, who raised our children for the glory of God and we were with them and uh, had only a little time away from them, prayed with them every day, read the Bible to them every day and with them every day, let them participate in the ministry and serve the Lord every day of their lives. I know there's very few of you who did that. Uh, you don't have to worry about a thing. You put them into the hands of God and allow me to say something to you that some of my sweet evangelical, I don't even know what to call the other group, the Protestants, Charismatics, don't want me to say. But God will deal with your grown children. You don't have to worry about that. Did he deal with you? You know why I stayed with my children and stayed with a wife I, humanly speaking, didn't want to stay with? So that my children would not have to uh, go through the pain of divorce. And I stayed with them to protect them from her. And, and to make sure they got fed and changed and taken care of. I, I made sure that their mother did her job. All of the dirty work jobs. That's a fact. Look at me real good. You think I'm playing? I made sure of that. And I also made sure that she didn't pick on them and lie on them and, and think that she's going to get away with it. See? So I was there for my children that I raised with my wife. Uh, that is, in spite of her. But she was in the house. I'm not worried about a thing. Because I know what God will do. And here's what you don't want me to say. God will chastise your children, if they don't take heed to the chastisement you gave them. God can do some things to hurt you. I know that does not sound sweet and evangelical, but God can hurt you real badly. Okay? And God will take you home early. And I told my children before they left home, my praying for you is the worst thing that can happen to you if you want to go contrary towards God. I mean, uh, go contrary to God. And I, I warned them that because you know so much about God, and you know so much about the Bible, and you know so much about prayer, 
You can go out there and put your hands toward evil all you want to. You will suffer the consequences harder and quicker than the other people that you're running with. I'm not worried about a thing. And if you disrespect me, God will deal with you now. Now that's for the parents who left their all on the field, the fathers and the mothers. <clears throat> the rest of you, you better pray. And the rest of you, you better cry and, and worry and everything else because things that you could have put in them and you did not, there's no telling what might happen. You say, Preacher, are you prepared for God to take one of your children who might go astray and wokeism? Yes, I am. I've already warned them. That tragedy will strike our family if any one of us go against God. It doesn't make any difference who it is, me, my wife, or any of my children. Pardon me, this is why I pray every day. Lord, prepare me for good days and bad days. Lord, prepare me for celebrations and tragedies. Lord, prepare me for weddings and funerals. Even a wedding can turn out to be a bad thing. And, and let me just say to my children, make sure you know if you ever get married, Make sure you know the person well and make sure you know their parents well. Make sure you like them and they like you. In fact, uh, make sure they love you and you love them. Otherwise, do not get married. Don't get married. And, and if you plan on marrying a divorced person, you know not to bring him here to see me or her to, to see me. Uh, any ch any parents who got anybody who has children from somebody else, do not bring them to to to, to get my blessing because I'm not going to give you my blessing on that. I didn't raise you to marry somebody who already has children and already been married. You know, I didn't raise you to do that. You bringing hell on yourself. And I'm not going to let you bring hell on me in my old age. And I'm not sitting anybody else's baby on my lap. You're so unloving. Well, that's what they say about God. That he's so unloving that he would send them to hell when God had done everything he could to save you from hell. Okay, so they, I mean, you, you people accuse God of not being loving. I don't have, I don't have any step-grandchildren. Uh, all of my anatomy works quite well. Thanks be unto God, it works too well. And uh, I don't have any stepchildren or step-grandchildren. See. And so don't be bringing so no anybody other other children up here and want to sit them on my lap and and claim that they're mine because they're not. 
Well, I didn't raise you that way. Unthankful. Unholy. This is the, the woke era. The woke generation. People who are ungrateful. They don't appreciate what you did for them. They don't appreciate what God has done for them. And I think God gets more perturbed by that kind of thing than even some other things. I don't know. I'm not God, but I, I, I know he is not pleased when you're not grateful. Without natural affection, men, why are you not, why are you not attracted to women? You're attracted to some ugly, bony, hairy man from hell. you got to be kidding me. Man, don't come around me. Do not bother me with your mess. Women, why are you not attracted to men? You're attracted to another woman. I know why you are attracted to a woman. Because a woman is beautiful. But you should not be attracted to a woman. Woman. Without natural affection. Mothers. Who have had several babies by several men. And then they meet another man. Primarily for sex. They will allow that man to abuse their children because she's addicted to penis. Excuse me. that man with a penis to abuse their child to death. Abuse her child. Because she would rather have that man there with that penis than her child there. No natural affection. No natural love for her own flesh and blood. We'll watch a man electrocute her baby. Burn a cigarette in her baby. Slap the baby's head almost off. <clears throat> and then jump right on in bed. Being hot and bothered over such evil. Wokeism is not just about homosexuality and transgenderism, it is a demon spirit. The reason why I tell you, parents, whether you save the loss. That only God can deliver your child is because it is a demon spirit. It is a demonic spirit of the age. The reason why you can't stop it is because the church is falling flat on its face and nobody is praying and everybody is playing, including the pastors. 
that one of the biggest problems in so-called so Christianity as we know it today, evangelicalism as we know it today, is pastors who don't pray. Pastors' wives right there with them, they don't pray either. Personality-driven churches and not prayerful churches is the problem. Giftedness is not enough. You need prayer to God. And do not tell me pastors pray. Most of them do not, and I know that to be a fact. And anybody with common sense can look around at the landscape and see very clearly, saved and lost, black and white, red and yellow, that the church has not done her job. Or we hear about big numbers and lies and big numbers. It's not real. It's not real. Because the country would not be in the mess that she is in today if it was real. Most pastors are playing games. Most churches are playing games. Most Thank God, not all. Truce breakers, false accusers, woke people specialize in counseling people over false accusations. And they love to do it. They love to see people in authority squirm at their uh, false accusations. They love to tie people up that they hate uh, and who, want, who they want to stop preaching and stop saying the things against their tenets and their, their false doctrine and their wokeism. The blob of Beelzebub. If you're not on board with them, they will coerce your family members that used to love you and used to support you. They will target and pay big money to your family members. And then the woke homosexual and lesbian family members will get behind the push. And your attitude is, if you don't want to believe the Bible with me, you don't want to follow the Lord with me, uh, two can't walk together unless we agree. So you go on your way and I'm going on mine. Don't be trying to convince me of your woke uh, foolishness. Uh, I don't want to hear it. And you cannot conform me into that and you cannot stop me from preaching the truth. Incontinent. No self-control. Fierce. Have you noticed that about the woke people? They're very fierce. We have even fierce women today. Uh, one woman wrote a book uh, titled either Fierce or Something along those lines, uh, 
And before we know, before we knew anything, she was getting a divorce from her husband. Uh, ferocious. Well, I, I, you know what I have said about that? I don't need a woman who's fierce. I don't need a woman who's ferocious. And I don't even need a, 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 a church full of men who are ferocious. Uh, on the woman's side, I need a, a sweet, cheerful, joyful, helpful uh, wife who is willing to submit and to obey uh, what I want her to do. And uh, we don't need for you to be ferocious in the church, men. Uh, 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 we need for you to be obedient to God. Uh, we don't fight our battles that way. Uh, being angry and mad and fierce and mean. That, that's, not, that's not a part of the Christian uh, weaponry or equipment. Uniform. I need a church full of folks who will pray to God and pray the devil away and ask God to cast the devil and the demons of hell out of people because the devil is ferocious like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and fierce. Woke people are despisers of those that are good. In fact, we live in an age where people say good is evil and evil is good. You never thought those days were going to come, did you? You read about them in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, but you didn't believe it. Well, those days are here, my friend. Traitors. People who at one time supported you and helped you and believed in what you were doing for God based upon the Word of God, now they have become Judases to you. Act like they don't even know you. Will try to trump up some charges against you that you've never even heard about. They've been brainwashed by the devil and by their woke family members and woke friends and woke people in the church. You're mocked. You're mocked by them because you don't agree with them and they know you don't agree with them. They dare not even challenge you on it because they, and they know you're not going to bend. And so they're trying to destroy you. They want you out of the picture. And the devil will try to make their friends and their woke family members uh, try to kill you. Or they'll try to kill your daughter. Or threaten to kill your daughter. Or your son. If they can't convince you to be quiet. And not ruffle the waters and rock the boat. Heady, proud, puffed up, arrogant, high-minded. That's the moral, uh, mo the uh, moral authority kind of a thing. They think they're better than you. 
looking down their, their high minded up here, looking down their nose at you. Because they believe it's moral for you to like homosexuals and believe that homosexuals have the freedom to be homosexuals and to be married and to be transgendered, so to speak. Transgendered, so they say. They, they, they want you to take seriously their pronouns. I mean, the people who are not even that way. They want you to take people seriously with their doggone pronouns. Now, people, have you lost your righteous minds? Are you really going along with this? You got pastors standing up in the back of the church with demon-possessed people coming by. And he looks like a man in the pastor says, so glad to have you, sir. No, uh, my pronouns are she and her. No, sir. The devil is a lie, people. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to participate in that. And do you know you can be sued for doing that? Pastor, don't you know that you can be sued if you call out somebody in the church and say, Mr. Jackson back, Mr. Uh, ben Jackson, back in the back, uh, brought some donuts and for everybody, and he he stand up in church and stop you, and said, "I told you my name was not Ben five times, and yet you're calling me Ben in front of all of these people when everybody you know and I know my name is Beth, and my pronouns are she and her and it." And I'm in the process, here's my testimony, I'm in the process of getting my penis cut off. And you know that, Pastor. I try to be nice and bring some donuts in it. Hmm, i tell you what, I'm just going to take my donuts and my coffee with me. And, and I'll see you in court. Because you just called me Ben in front of 250 people. When I've been trying to tell everybody, my name is Beth, and I mean it. Now, Pastor, you're going to cause the whole church to be sued for $1.5 million, and all you have in is $1.5,000 in the bank. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. That's where we are today. People love pleasure more than they love God. Having a form of godliness, and here's another thing about the woke crowd, they have a form of godliness. They even believe they, they ought to be able to join the church like anybody else with their homosexual selves and trans so-called gendered selves. They ought, to be, they ought to be welcome as full-fledged members in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. When there was a time we would not let an adulterer into the church, living in adultery, living in fornication, living in drunkenness, the town drunk couldn't become a member of the church. But now we got a, a man dressed up like a woman, married to a man, coming to church and holding hands, and they look like a monstrosity. Kinfolk to the blob 
of Beelzebub. And you got you, you got these devils today. They don't even try to hide that they're man. They're doing it on purpose. They'll have a dress on with a full beard and mustache and a wig. Scaring the daylights out of not only the children but the dogs and the cats. I don't care if you like it or not. You say, you, 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 you're not going to be able to preach like that for a while. I know that. That's why I, uh, I plan on leaving this demonic country. And I love America more than you because I've been around the world. And America's been good to me. And I like, I like America. But we have failed America, the church. And have turned it over to the devils. And, 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 and I want you to understand that this last election is very, very significant. And very telling. If you sweet evangelicals and sweet conservatives and sweet Republicans, not so sweet Republicans, conservatives, if you can't win the House and the Senate and the White House with drag queens reading books to little children in the library, inviting little children and their parents to the homosexual club, raping their minds, and you can't, you can't win all of that with teachers teaching your children without knowledge, without the knowledge and permission of the parents to get girls to get their breasts cut off and their, the boys to get their penises cut off and change their name and change their hairstyle, change their look, snatching out of the chest the heart of parents who had a little boy who prayed for a little boy. They got a little boy. Now he's a little girl as far as the school is concerned, as far as the world is concerned. And they condemn and beat up the parents when a boy dressed in a dress rapes their daughter in the bathroom and nobody goes to jail, nobody dies, and you can't win the house, and you can't win the Senate, you're done for. And the evangelical church, the church in general, is at fault before God Almighty because you have failed God you have failed Jesus Christ. You have failed the Word of God. You have failed families and you have failed churches. You have failed this country and the world. That's all. That's all. And those who want to carry on, they woke themselves. I'm convinced that half of the church is woke. Be careful, be, be careful because you got this thing over here shaking. I believe over half of the church is woke now. Sad to say. 
And that's how they have defeated those who are trying to be good. They have outflanked you. They have bamboozled you. They paid you off. And now everything is run amok. Having a form of godliness, the woke pastors, the woke churches, the woke deacons, very slick, but denying the power thereof from such. Here's the other thing you can do. Godly pastors, godly uh, parents, godly police officers, from such turn away. And let me tell you something, people. If there ever was a time for families to be divided, as Jesus predicted over and over again, that time is right now. Two cannot walk together lest they be agreed. I do not want to have Thanksgiving with woke devils who are going to try to constantly berate Jesus and berate God and berate the Bible and hate me because I preach the Bible. We don't need to eat together. We don't need to fellowship. We don't need to be together. If you don't love Jesus and love the Word of God, you don't understand that all sin is bad and detrimental to human beings, and especially the abominations of homosexuality and uh, homosexual marriage, and you want to bring your homosexual friend to my house or want me to sit beside your homosexual friend trying to make me and force me accept them and you're mad at me because you know I will not accept them it's better for us not to meet up together ever that's right the dividing of the family the dividing of the church is happening right now And if you love your family more than you love God and you love Jesus and the word of God and uh, everything that you know is true, then you go on with them. With the world, the woke world, and go right on straight to hell with them. But don't count me in. I love my family. I especially love all of my children. But if they are not willing to separate from these evil devils and get back to following God and Jesus Christ as they should, then we just will not have a good relationship. And I'm calling uh, for families to make up their minds that if you got family member like that and they still want to try to come and bother you and see you and all of that, you put a stop to it because it's not good. It's not going to work. Because uh, some of these woke devils, they, they, they know you're not uh, for, for what they believe in, but they'll try to, they want to try to convince you, or counsel you, or stop you, 
or hurt, try to hurt you in what you're doing for God. They might as well just stay with the devils they're with. You don't need to come over here trying to bring the devils to me. Including family. I can care less. Thank God my wife is the same way. And the only reason why she's the same way is by the grace of God. And she knows what I have sacrificed and what I've done to help my children, to raise my children down through the years. And so thank God she's 100% behind me. We don't need that in our old age. See, if that's what you want to do, that's the way you want to go, you go right ahead. See, and you can only you can say that like that if you're the parent who did his job or her job. See, for this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with divers lusts ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now you know what that means? About ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of the truth? You never learn the, the, the result of your uh, and the purpose of your knowledge. And it is obedience to the Lord. Fear of the Lord, reverence Respect to the Lord, like David. Acknowledging the Lord in all of your ways and obeying the Lord. You've never learned the greatest lesson in life outside of getting saved, and that is obedience. I'm only here tonight, not only because I'm saved, but God taught me the lesson of obedience. You do, God taught me that you do it my way, son. Not anybody else's way. Not the woke way. Not what your family is doing so that you can be accepted by your family. I've never, never, never in all of my half of a century of preaching the gospel and preaching the word have I ever tried to fit in with my family and uh, go, go along to get along with my family or to seek their approval or anything like that. And nobody in my family can hurt me or harm me because I'm in, with words and with uh, counselation and being ostracized. That, that has never bothered me. One reason is because God wired me to be a prophet like this to the world, so I can't be concerned about how people feel about me, including my own family. And I'm not going to compromise the word of God to please my family, my mother and them, or even be under my mother. God forbid. I love my mother, and I have respected my mother, uh, throughout my life, especially since I have been saved. But my mother is wrong, just like many other women who are wrong tonight, leading men in worship, leading their husbands, including their pastors, as Jezebels. She is a, a revelation Jezebel. So is my sister Sheila, 
and uh, they probably got my, no doubt my little sister caught up in that mess as well. They have no problem. My mother never had a problem ruling over men. And she tried to rule over me, and I said, no, that is not happening. That's not happening, and that has never happened. And my mother knows it. She's, she, I'm the only man that she's never ruled over. That's a fact. And that's why once my dad died, she didn't tell me anything about she already had a boyfriend and uh, they were going to get married. She didn't, tell, she didn't call me. She didn't email me. She didn't, she didn't text me. She didn't write me a letter and let me know like I believe all parents should do with your adult children. If you plan on you know, marrying somebody else, uh, let them know something. No matter whether, I mean, you know, you can do what you want. But I, I thought my dad had lived an honorable life enough that she could have avoided that. Well, I knew you would be against it. Well, I'm still against it. I mean, <laughs> you still, but out of respect for your, your oldest son who's trying to help you out financially, and send you some money, let him know that, and, and uh, once I found that out, I ain't said anything. Let that joker uh, take care of you. I don't care how much money he has, I'm making it and I don't want a dime from him, so it don't make any difference, because he's not, any kin to me, he's kin to you, I guess. And so the point is, I've never tried to please my mother. Once I got saved and I found out that they were not uh, at all happy or pleased that I got saved out of religion that they raised me up in. Uh, and they were not going to stand with me and support me. Uh, my dad, he, he, he appreciated it. But he didn't run the show. My mother ran the show. And had run the family into the ground. Now, as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Wokeism, people in wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, they resist the truth. They hate the truth. I've had my wife's family to mock the fact that I preached the gospel and preach the Word of God every day because God called me to do it and because lost people are dying and going to hell including them. Mocked it in front of my wife, in front of other people, in front of my children. Trying to make it seem like what I'm doing is not significant and they're doing nothing. They're, they're not doing anything worthwhile. They ought to be proud and ought to be happy to stand with their brother-in-law who's preaching the gospel and has been doing so for over 40, nearly 44 years next month. Has been preaching the word of God for over almost seven years every day, trying to get people saved and trying to warn people of the uh, plagues that uh, have already come and are coming now. That's what I did for the first, I think it was four years. That's when the coronavirus plague came. 
Then God called me to try to comfort people and help people through it, including them. And no doubt they got some encouragement and a blessing if they're saved. And even if they're lost. Because the word of God is powerful. But because I'm preaching against all of their woke foolishness, the three big things that they uh, stand for and promote, critical race theory, Black Lives Matter, led by a bunch of lesbians, homosexuals, and, and people were so ignorant they couldn't see how they were using black lives to bring in homosexual lives and transgendered lives, trans women is what they called it, and feminism on steroids. No, I'm not with that. And I'm black and I'm proud. And I say it out loud and I love all people too. Red, yellow, black, and white and the blue too. That's right. I don't have any problem with the blue. I, when they come to my car and pull me over, I just have my stuff ready here. You go, sir. I don't ask any questions about what you pulled me over for. Did you pull me over because I'm driving while I'm black and all that stupid stuff like that? Because I'm not interested in being killed like that. They're already on edge. And you would be too with police officers getting killed every day. <clears throat> Don't say stupid stuff like that. Just get your license out and get your registration out and get your proof of insurance and say, yes, sir, here you go. Don't make any sudden moves. If you got if the lights are working in your car, cut the lights on bright. That's all. I'm against uh, the, the movement of women hating men and despising men and criticizing men all of the time and, and, and uh, not willing to submit to men in the home, not willing to uh, follow men in the church when that's how God wants it. I'm not going with you on that. Family, friend, or foe, it doesn't matter to me. And I'm certainly not going with you on homosexuality and homosexual marriage and lesbianism. So you're right. Don't even come to me with that. And so why bother me? And by the grace of God, my wife is against all of that foolishness. And, and, and how, how, how is that? I don't know. It's only by the grace of God. They refuse to accept the truth. Men of corrupt minds. Do you know most of the leaders of the day are corrupt in their minds? From the pulpit to the government. Uh, corrupt. Uh, I believe that Herschel Walker is a Christian. His pastor is a godly man, but you notice he didn't get involved with that foolishness. But he's corrupt. 
He's a liar. And I like him. Everybody, I mean, who doesn't like a football player like Herschel Walker? But you, you lied about being an accessory to murder. You paid for the murder. That means you're an accessory to murder two or three times. So what? But yet, we st- you got white folks and black folks out here talking about you want to be the senator. Now is a moot point. They, 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 they got all the senators they need on the other side. So it doesn't matter who backs you, Trump or DeSantis. And I'm telling you right now, don't get excited about 2024. People, you church people, I've told you this before. You have lost this battle. I'm not saying that things are not uh, possible. All things are possible with God, but you don't even know God. Church, you don't even act like you know God. You're not obedient to God yourself. So why, what, what, why are you mad at the, the, the rogue people? Hmm? Why are you all, all of you, Did you just use the woke thing as a political thing? Or do you see uh, deeper than that, that, that you're the problem? Because some of you folks in the church who don't say that you're woke, you're just as woke as some of the other people. You just have it hidden because it's not acceptable among uh, in your circles. But you just as gay as you want to be. The devil is a lie. Reprobate. Concerning the faith. But they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Now, as they believe in God and Christ, I know this foolishness that these people, uh, what these people are doing, is going to fall apart. We are anybody who has any spiritual sense knows that this is going to fall apart, because up is not down and down is not up. We know it's wrong for a man, a male, to go into a woman's bathroom, a woman's locker room? Come on, people. Come on. Come on. We know what the Supreme Court Justice does not know. Even Sojourner Truth acts, ain't I a woman? We know what a woman is. And we know full well that a man cannot have a baby. But you got people who are in the intelligentsia of our society who will get mad because about that because they're woke. Look at me real good now. That's stupid, people. Come on. You can even say amen to that. Even woke people, some of you half woke, you can say amen. You're right, priest. That's stupid. That's stupid. I know a man can't get pregnant. God didn't make him to get pregnant. And I know what a woman is too, preacher. I'm not that woke. And I'm not that stupid. Come on. 
but thou hast fully known my doctrine, man of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, and all of the people who are fighting against me now in my family, in the evangelical church, people who hate my guts. You know what I have done by the grace of God. I've been here live every day for going on seven years. March the 10th will be seven years. Preaching, praying, praying for you, preaching the gospel. You know my man of life. You know what I do. I have not held anything back from you from the word of God and truth, and I have not held anything back from you about my own humanity, my own faults, my own failures, my own sins and the sins and failures and faults of my wife and my children, my family. And I am using my family. You know why? Dr. Uh, Hancock, Dr. Raymond Hancock taught me that way back when I was attending the unaccredited Bethany, no, not Bethany, uh, Baptist University of America. I believe they were unaccredited at the time. I don't know. It was a first-class school, though. What little writing I can do? It came from a little teacher, a little tiny female teacher, white teacher. You know how she taught me? I had never heard this before growing up. She taught me to write by diagramming. And she did not play, just a little bit. She just, she just a little bit, I mean a little bit. Really? But she did not play. I can remember her name. And, and she didn't care that I, I you know, I uh, had been in the Air Force and I was an older student. She didn't care anything about um, I, my background was not good as far as education. Uh, she said, you're going to diagram those, those sentences, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, she gonna, you gonna, that, that's what you're going to do, so you better learn how to do it. And she didn't, and, 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 and most of her classes, buddy, was diagramming and diagramming, diagramming, diagram. Woo! Because she understood something I didn't understand. You got to see this thing. You got to, you got to break those sentences up properly before you can write properly. Now, now all the white kids that were around me, they, they, it was the easiest part of them because they've been doing it all their life. And I had to get some of them to help me. But I tell you one thing, she did not play, and if you did not get put the put, if you didn't do your job, but she didn't mind marking your paper with the F minus. That's a fact. That's how she. Woo! She was fierce. Now I tell you that. Anyway, back to the word of God. Afflictions. You know my manner of life. You know what I've been through. You know the sacrifices I made, even to my family members. They marvel at how wonderful my children have turned out, but they didn't have anything to do with them. They didn't want to have anything to do with them. They thought it was going to be a mess. They didn't know me, and they didn't know God. 
God led me to raise my children the way they should have been raised. They didn't want to be involved with those seven children around them. That would crimp their style and, and their clubbing and running the streets. And their new man. And they thought it they thought it was gonna fall apart. And it never did because God held it together. And that without me working a secular job. I've been preaching by faith for nearly forty years now. Because that's what God called me to do. That's what God called me to do. And they didn't send a dime. didn't try to reach out to us. They knew how to reach out to us. And I'll call them a, a liar to their face if they say otherwise. See? When the children reached the college age, I even suggested to my mother and them, they had a little contact there, that, well, y'all can help them uh, pay their school bill. And they balked at that. That's what you want to do. I ain't hearing anything else back from them. I thank God for one thing my mother did way back yonder. Uh, she helped my wife and I through a difficult patch. And that was one good thing she did. And I thank God for that. And I told her that. Uh, but uh, uh, you know what I have done. And you marvel at how great the children have turned out. And now you want to defile them with your wicked, evil, excuse me, foolishness. Which came unto me at Antioch at Iconium, at Lystra, you know my sufferings, what persecutions endured, but out, uh, that I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all, and I can tell you that, that's the fact, God will deliver you. Yea, and all that will live godly, watch this now, you true preachers out there, stop wringing your hands and being mad at how your family has forsaken you and church folks have forsaken you. All that live, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Everybody who lives godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That is being saved, understanding what Jesus Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, moving on to learning obedience through the things you suffer, sometime by the hand of God. And those who get to that point in their Christian life by the grace of God will suffer persecution. And that's what I'm going through right now. And trying to plead with these woke devils is not going to get it. They're just going to be worse. Just accept the fact that you're being persecuted. You're being hated by your own family and friends for no reason. 
they will try to concoct a reason, they will try to make up a reason, but for no reason whatsoever. They want to see you destroyed. They want to see you stopped. And they will try to use your own children against you. That's a fact. And my sweet evangelicals don't like to do it like this. You know why? My sweet evangelicals say, well, let's kind of keep it private and not uh, say it out loud. But see, not with this devil. This devil is not doing that in a corner. And I'm not either. See, that's how you got to deal with these devils. And bring it on out. They say, everybody see you want to try to bring up something? Bring it out in the open, whatever. Whatever it is. Uh, you got your nuclear bomb, I got mine. I mean, transparency is a good thing for a Christian. And the reason why it is a good thing is because you can't fool all of the people all of the time. And you certainly can't fool God. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why. Now, one thing, I mean, we got some good things going on in America, and I don't, don't misunderstand that. I think the court system is, is an amazing thing. The reason why the court system is a good thing, because it's going to bring out the truth and the nuances and the details, where people can see the right, the real picture. The jury can see the real picture, what really went down, and how you really is, and how you really are. And so I say, bring it on. No. Uh-uh. I say, bring it on. Whatever you got, bring it. Just understand, it's probably going to permanently sever the relationship until you die or I die. Until death do us part. But you go on. Bring it on. Because I'm going to deal with it for the good of not only of our family, but for the good of thousands of other families who are going through this, and they don't even know what they're going through. Dr. Ed Young Jr. is trying to help them, and I'm trying to help them. You know, some people don't have, they, listen to me, there are people who don't know what's going on, guess what else? Secondly, they don't want to know what's going on, and number three, they don't want to be bothered with it because it is the blob of Beelzebub. A blob is hard to deal with. And if you don't have it downloaded in your spirit from God in heaven, like God did Ed Young, Jr., like God did Dr. Reeves, like God has done to, for me, but it's hard to get your head around and your arms around. You can't put your arms around this blob of Beelzebub, man. You can't put your, most pastors don't even want to deal with it. So I have told uh, prominent pastors such as T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen, Dr. Greer, to go see their friend, the fun the most fun-loving pastor in America. That's why I'm just shocked. I'm still shocked. But then again, I'm not shocked because God took them through some things. God set them down and talked with them for a while. I can tell you that. I can look at him. He's a new man. He's a different preacher. There are things in life that will make you a different preacher. (laughs) 
He's a preaching machine, and he's doing with doing it with great cheerfulness and great joy, understanding that he can lose half his church. But I think he prepared them for it, and that's good. When God downloads this, you can get a hold of it, and you can look at it as a blob. You can see the whole blob. See. So, when you can see the whole blob, there's no fear. And you have already calculated that you may lose some family members forever. That's not you. That's because of the devil doing that to them and them letting the devil do that to them if they're saved. And the lost, they're just, they're, they're lost. They don't know any better. And you've already witnessed to them. You've already sent them gospel tracts. You've already told them about Jesus. Uh, all of my family are probably listening to me preach right now, live. They can't stand it. They hate me for it. But they listen to see what I'm going to say. They don't support me. They don't want to help me except for a few. That's fine. So they get the gospel, they get the truth, but they're, they're antagonistic against it. Just because they hate it and hate me does not mean I'm going to stop. Because I'm not stopping uh, until Jesus tells me to stop. Until he takes me home. Verse 13, But evil men and seducers, don't be surpri- surprised, don't be shocked, that evil men and women, that includes women, and seducers. Some of them are trying to seduce my children. You say, preacher, I, I, I know, you know, I, I would see, I, I wouldn't say that. I know because you want everything to be hidden. You don't want to, you don't want anybody to know that your children can be seduced. Uh, but see, I'm telling you. About how that the devil and devilish family members and devilish friends in the woke church that they have attended uh, uh, are trying to seduce them. I believe they're going to come out all right and not allow it to destroy them because of all of the word of God in them. I also do know, however, that I've had uh, uh, some family members. Uh, who have been impacted by the coronavirus plague. And their minds have not been right since. They're going through what is called long COVID. And it messes with your mind. And then the loneliness of it as well. Only Jesus can bring you through that. See, this is serious, people. If you are not prayed up and you're not read up in the Bible and you're not hearing anything from God, you're in trouble. Because this is gonna this this right here has knocked out many an individual and many families completely. They shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. And hast been assured of. Thou hast learned. 
and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. And see, I can say that to my children. From a child, you have known the holy scriptures. If you turn your back on the holy scriptures, just for some bald-headed family member that you've never met before, who is probably a lesbian, or some homosexual cousin who's not even your cousin because he was adopted, uh, uh, woe is unto you. you see, see when you get when your children get grown, you can tell them the truth that woe is unto you if you forsake the Lord and His Word and follow some woke devils. Uh, to hellaciousness in your life and uh, hell forever if you have not truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because I believe the saved will survive. Born again ones will survive. They will overcome it. They'll see it for what it is and they will rebuke it as the Bible says. Which are able to make thee wise under salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture, get back to the word, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All right, folks. Now, uh, let me just say a few words here from Dr. Guzik. Dr. Guzik says regarding this amazing passage that predicts wokeism and gives you a full panoramic view of wokeism. It's not you can't mm-mm, mm-mm. you can't just focus on one thing. You got people focusing on wokeism as far as Black Lives Matter and uh, critical race theory. To them, that's wokeism. No, 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 my friend. See, this is why you need a preacher who gets a revelation from God. Wokeism is this wide. It's not as wide as the cross, but it's this wide. Okay? It's all over the place. That's why I call it the blob of Beelzebub. Very few people can get their head around it. To try to, to try to explain it to you. Some people, wokeism is all about homosexuality, homosexual marriage, the rights of the homosexuals, and transgenderism, drag queens reading books to children, uh, men being able to go into women's bathrooms, and all of that. That's just a small part of it. 
Okay. I, mean, I don't want to say it's it's just it's, it's it's a small part, but it's a part of it. And then you got those who focus on the socialism aspect, the Freud aspect, the Nietzsche aspect of it, is the philosophy size of it, side of it rather. And they're off into that, and America's going socialism. Then, then, then you, then you talk. Then they focus on the political aspect of it, school board aspect of it. And then you have those who are focusing on just the 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 feminist side of it, the fierceness of women, and how that women ought to be bobbed hair and bossy wives and bossy pastors over the men. And let me tell you pastors something that you don't know. Just like I've told you husband, you let your wife control and dominate the marriage, you'll never get it back. I'm telling you what a woman told me. She told me that over dinner in their house in Gießen, Germany, I was not married yet. She told me, do not let your, whoever you marry, do not give, let her have the reins of the marriage because if you do, she, you, you will never get it back. Now, she does not know what to do with the reins, but she will not give them back to you. And that's the point where most men get, uh, most husbands and wives divorce because they try to get it back. See? Um... And I want to tell you, pastors, something. Go ahead and let your let, let the women go in there and preach over you, and preach over other men in the church. You're going to lose thirty percent of the men. You're going to lose forty percent of the women. That includes their children, because believe it or not, Bible-based women they don't want a pastor or a pastor's wife preaching over them. Only woke people would want that to happen. Bible-believing Christian women don't want that. They would rather for you to preach, preacher, pastor, male pastor, not your wife. And they're going to rule over you, just like your wife rules over you. Your Jezebel wife rules over you, and she, the people, the, that pastor, that woman, that that woman that you kind of like, and you, you hoping to uh, get in between her legs, and you let her preach. She's going to rule over you in the church. She's going to she's going to take over. Go ahead. Uh, this dear brother says, as he lies in his cell, a prisoner of the Lord. Paul is still preoccupied with the future of the gospel. His mind dwells now on the evil of the times, now on the diffidence of Timothy. Timothy is so weak and the opposition so strong. Dr. John Stott, who I believe is now home with the Lord, He further says, perilous times mean that discernment 
perilous times mean that discernment matters. Not black lives matters. Uh, black lives matter. Discernment matters. And herein lies the problem in the church. Most people do not have any wisdom, any knowledge, any understanding, any insight. They can't see around the corner, and so they're slapped up side the head every time because they have no discernment either, no insight. Perilous times in the last days. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. That is the age of wokeism. In the last days, perilous times will come. All the crime today, that's another thing. You can't, you can't win the House and the Senate with all of this crazy crime going on, perilous times. The woke people have handed your behind back to you. Conservatives, evangelicals. Why is why, why are you going to get mad at me because I tell you the truth? I mean, you know that's the truth. Nobody stole anything. They beat you. Why? Because you are weak, and most of you have fallen down to the ground. And you're living fake and phony, phony uh, lives of self-deception. The word translated perilous has the idea of many troubles, many difficulties, and stressful situations, always, constantly. This sort of atmosphere will mark the last days. That's where we are. For those of us who are saved, we're not surprised at wokeism. We're not taken aback at it. We're not, we're not shocked by young people who used to be respectful and have a good attitude and spirit and loved and helped, acting like the devil. We're not shocked by that. It's a demon spirit working through them and in them. And we will pick up at this point, ladies and gentlemen, very soon, very soon. So allow me to share with you uh, briefly and then we'll close. Uh, uh, I want to read the verses right in the beginning of the next section uh, dealing with family uh, members and friends turning against you uh, in the yeah the next uh, the whole next section yeah. I want to start reading right there and just share a few things with it because this is really a continuation 
of a sermon message and series that my son Daniel Ezekiel uh, uh, helped put together. And I want to just read those few verses, then I want to continue what I started. Just those verses, they should be right around here. Right there. Okay. Well, I think you need to go back up. Go back up. I want to share that with you. Yeah, right there. That's one of them. Going up small. This is basically where we started off at. And and I'm going back to it because I want you to understand how to I want you to be prepared to do what you need to do to survive the onslaught of the blob of Beelzebub. Matthew chapter 13, verse 57. And a man's foes shall be they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Now why would God, why would Jesus Christ say that? Because he's God. He's the son of God. He made your father. He made your mother. He made your wife. He made your husband. He made your children. And he does not want you to forget that. Don't be loving your family over him or trying to love your family over him and here you are skipping and hopping and compromising on the word of God just because your family who once loved you and cared for you and helped you don't anymore. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. So you parents, you need to understand this. Some of you are not ready for this, and I can't help you. This is something that God has to put in your heart and in your spirit. He has to download this into your heart and spirit. And as I said before, if you were not a good parent, it's going to be a very painful thing for you. It's not painful for me. It's painful for my wife, but it's not painful for me. You know why? Two reasons. I did what God told me to do regarding my children. Does that mean I was a perfect man, a perfect father? No. But I tell you this. I did what God told me to do. And I have 100% peace that I did my job in raising my children. Number two, I have thousands upon thousands of precious memories and I don't need a video to try to bring them up, to conjure the memories up. I don't need a picture. We have pictures, videos, everything else. 
But my, the memories, the precious memories that God will give a parent, they're like grandchildren, buddy. I think they're better than grandchildren, to be honest with you. Precious memories. And, 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 and the man who sings precious memories the best is Alan Jackson. You say, preacher, you black preacher, uh, you know Alan Jackson's country, don't you? Yeah, that's all right. Uh, he he, he sounds like he's a saved man to me. We both have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Alan Jackson can get down with it. Especially precious memories. You say, have you listened to Alan Jackson saying precious memories? Yes, many times. See, you don't matter. once you get saved, it don't matter whether it's black or white. Really, seriously, see. See, that's why all of this stuff that's going on with race, critical race theory in the church, it's just people are ignorant. You got people who have doctorates who are ignorant. Getting all caught up in that. And he that taketh, go ahead and put that down. He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. That's what Jesus Christ said. So this is a continuation, my beloved. <clears throat> this is a continuation of that series because a big part of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, and Beelzebub, if you don't know, is the devil, and is a very ugly creature. Uh, a big part of wokeism is disrespect. Dr. Ed Young Jr. calls it reductionism. They want to belittle you. They want to curse you out like you're nothing. See, And if you don't have Jesus living inside you real good and you, you don't know and, and, and you, uh, uh, you don't have the word of God dwelling in you, you're going to be destroyed. They want to reduce you down to nothing. They want to exercise authority over you. Don't let them. If you understand this. Now, if you don't understand this, you're going to get burned. See? Trying to compete with them and deal with them. And you got to be in this for the long haul with Jesus. If they forsook Jesus, if they uh, persecuted Jesus for no reason, And they killed Jesus, and he never did anybody any wrong off. They will persecute you. They will curse you and spit on you and disrespect you. In fact, I believe the initial title was... Uh, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was disrespected disrespected and dishonored 
by his own family members and friends and neighbors. So you tell me, who are you compared to Jesus Christ? You're nothing compared to Jesus Christ. So, so, so what that they hate you? So what that your family members despise you? So what? So what your friends uh, want to belittle you because you're not woke? You don't believe in their bullsheep ideology. So what? And I take full responsibility for that work. Because I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, but my friends, that's the best word that I can come up with to deal with, uh, to, to address some of the foolishness that's going on. It's nothing, it's nothing but foolishness. Mess. And I don't have I don't I don't I don't want to, I don't want to spend much of my energy dealing with it, other than preaching against it. And I'm like Martin Luther, here I stand. And 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 uh, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. And I sleep great every night. I'm not worried or troubled about anything. Or any man or any woman. And to the sweet evangelical Protestant Baptist charismatic holiness prosperity gospel. Christian folks in the Laodicean church of today, I am very sorry that my extended family is not trouble-free, Brady, bunch-like, and full of love and peace like yours. But on a serious note, I know for a fact that in many ways your extended family is just as jacked up as mine. And for many of you, your nuclear family, your immediate family too. And most of your families are worse than mine. And you coddle them, and you compromise the Word of God for them, and you lie, and you act like everything is wonderful until we hear that you have a girlfriend on the side, and you're going to the divorce court, and you, 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 you allow your son to bring his so-called boyfriend to your house and you let them have the room he had when he was growing up when he didn't do such abominable things. And you sit at the kitchen table wondering what has happened to your family. And you let that go on when you should say, no way, Jose. You can't do that here. I love you. But uh, if that's what you're about, 
Uh, we're not about that. You go elsewhere. And in fact, don't even come back for Thanksgiving dinner. Because we can't have that. Going back where you came from. And I will continue to be praying for you. I will continue to pray for you. But we can't have that here. That's what you should do. I told you, you can't love a devil. Or you can love the person. But you can't love the devil in them and the devil using them to try to tear down the foundations of uh, what the family is supposed to be. In reality, you try to portray the Brady Bunch-like family when in reality and in fact, you are the Adams family. That's with two Ds. You are going to read and hear in uh, the message below about my extended family uh, is really more for you and uh, your family because what the church has missed out on over the past 50 to 60 years or more is Christians benefiting from the biblical fact that all born-again Christians basically go through the same things. I am afraid that most of you parents and grandparents do not understand and that the demonic spirit of wokeism is aiming to destroy your children and your grandchildren and completely decimate your relationship with them. I assure you, you will see yourself and your family in the words about me and my family. I sacrifice that for your good. Oh, we all would like to keep our business private and secret. But because it just so happens that God has made me a public figure, as they call them, uh, we're not going to do this in a corner. Come what may. And I, I tell the devil, because I know the devil is the main one behind it. It's nothing personal. It's nothing flesh and blood. Bring it on. I, and I'm not the only one that has had to go through things like this. And other people's came out against their will. I'm going to help it come out. If the devil wants to make my family act stupid and bring up foolishness and bother me and try to disrupt my peace and in my old age, which I am enjoying very much, and I thank the Lord for my daughter Danny doing so well before she was even 30 years old and is living in a mansion and driving a new Mercedes has her own business plus a job, has three master's degrees like her father, and is working on her doctorate. So, uh, and, and, and she is set up, chose not to marry yet. I gave her ample time to get married, wanted her to get married, and Danita, my old, second oldest daughter, to get married. They didn't want to get married, evidently, yet. And so they were willing and able to help their siblings 
by letting them stay there with them in her mansion and uh, move on with their lives and help them with uh, some of the things they need. Allow me at 62 to be in the empty nest uh, situation in my life. She told me to my face. She said, Papa, I want you to get your rest and I want you to stop skipping going to the doctor. So I'll, I'll help you with, I'll help with my siblings as I have uh, under you when I was here. That's what she told me. My daughter Danita has the same spirit. They both join me in being the mother of the other siblings. My two oldest daughters were the ones who made sure, especially on the special meals, they made sure that we had the special meals. I didn't let my wife fix my tuna fish sandwich, but both of my daughters did. You know why? Because they took care in it, and they were sanitary in doing so. I had to always get on my wife's case about being sanitary. He said, preacher, you ought not to say such thing. That's not evangelical. We have taught the men never to say anything negative about their wives, never to say anything like that. But you just, uh, you say things like this all the time, yes, because it's not only the reality with me. All of that stuff there, all that rings true, even with you. Oh, but you don't want anybody to know about yours. Yours got to come out in the funny papers. Now, I'm going to put it in the funny papers. I'm dead already. It doesn't matter to me what you think of me. I don't give a flip what you think of me. I can care less. I'm dead already, man. Uh, the only somebody you see living here is Jesus through me. That's it. See? And it doesn't matter what you think of me or my wife or my children. And as I said, I believe we, I know this for a fact. Uh, my family was better than her family raising her up. My family was better than my family raising me up. And at the same time, I'm not mad at my parents because they came out of hellaciousness. Absolute hellaciousness. Including Jim Crow and almost slavery. So, you know, they did the best they could. That's what I've always said. But... Don't come and try to mess with my children that I raised by myself. I don't care if you're a grandmother, a mother, I mean a grandmother, or an auntie, or a cousin. I can care less that I raised by myself and I sacrificed for. Oh, because I, I could have done like you, cuz. <laughs> huh? Auntie, uncle. I could have done like you and went out there and got me somebody else. Or just, you know, having somebody to come by every now and then in the black and dark night, uh, night like you did. I could have married somebody else. I could have divorced too. I chose not to because of Jesus, because of the word of God, and because of my children. Why? Because I thank God, even though my mother and father did not have a great marriage, I thank God they stayed together until death did them part. I do have questions about the death as well. Okay? I'm not quite sure that my dad was not killed by somebody close to him. 
I have my questions about that. Okay, so don't don't get me started now because I'll help you finish it. You don't want me to bring up the things that I do know about and you're shocked that I even know about it because you tried to keep me from not knowing about it. Question. When I was in Florida, you knew I was there? Did somebody, did somebody have somebody kill my dad so that I would not see him? That's my question. You want to get it on? Let's get it on. Because you like to sit around and lie to people in the family, trying to make yourself seem like you're so holy and wonderful, and you're not that, and you know that. And so, no doubt, you want to tell my children little lies and things and, 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 and confuse their minds. So, let's get it on. Let me just go ahead on with you. Let's get, let's get it on right in front of them. And our family is not the only Adams family, is it? Some of y'all got some other mess, deeper mess than what I have going on in my family. And you might get involved and say, yeah, let's get it on. Yeah, let's stop all this hiding and lying, covering up. And let's accept the fact. Because, you know, you, you got my children wanting us to get together and, you know, be a happy, big old happy family. There's no way in the world that that can happen. Because we don't agree. I am not going, I told my children, I am not going to be a part of family mess and family bullshit. And somebody try to act like they're the grand poopa uh, of the family and over me. Uh, no, 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 because I know too much. See, my children may not know. And I would advise you to shut your mouth and say, you know what, children? Your father's done a wonderful job raising you. Even without, without the help of a wife, even though she was in the house, you need to respect him and continue to follow his teaching. I know you have not been loved by your mother, but uh, uh, you're going to have to deal with that. Don't try to uh, get me to be that to you. I can't. Besides that, the Bible never told you to obey and honor your grandparents. The Bible told you to obey and honor your parents. And I'm the only parent they have. Hmm? How do you like that, evangelicals? <laughs> you don't like that too much. You hear because she's a parent too. Yes, I know. Yeah, I know all about that. And, uh, uh, but uh, I, I know you think that men are wrong. All men are wrong. All men are bad. All men are evil. But I want you to know I made sure every day of their lives that they ate and got on her case. If I went out to write, I went to the university library. I loved going to university libraries to do my writing. And I would tell my wife, I was sitting them all by the table, we prayed together, read the Bible. I said, now I want them fed three times a day, and, uh, and, and they're going to do their schoolwork, and I want you to teach them. When I came back from the library from my writing, and if I didn't see that that had happened, and the children, my little children tell me they didn't eat, that's a problem. That is a problem, and it's going to be a problem. 
Because if you don't want to do your job and keep your vows and keep your commitment that you made before we got married, you don't need to be here. Because there's always going to be a problem. All bets are off. That's what I told her. And that's what I meant. And here it is now going on 35 years in a few days, by the grace of God. And we're still together. And believe it or not, believe it or not, I have no desire to go anywhere. And believe it or not, you, you f- Nazi, uh, feminist uh, Nazis, you woke Nazi women, uh, she does not want to go anywhere, even though you want her to go so badly. You're supposed to be saved, pastor's wife. You can't stand the fact that I'm preaching the way I'm preaching, and you want her to walk away from her husband after 35 years. And there's some devilish family members who have divorced years ago, 35 years ago. Before 35 years ago. I mean, uh, past that, uh, that length of time. Who want her now to divorce her husband after 35 years and after he raised the children by himself. You are a slithering devil from hell. Leave us alone. I, we both enjoy the peace. You hear, we both enjoy the peace and quiet that we live in. God has us right now, right where we should be. I like it. Now, but if the Negroes keep visiting and popping up on me, then I'm going to have to leave. And I don't want to leave, not at this point. So Negroes, don't pop up on me. Don't visit me. I love you. I'm going to love you from a distance. I will pray for you. Okay? And as far as my children are, they can come by. As long as they come by with a respectful, godly attitude and spirit. Uh, even with them. Uh, we're all grown now. And there's no telling what my wife and I might be doing. We have sex all the time. Even at this age. As we always have. Oh, preacher, see, that's another thing you say. And you said that we evangelicals don't agree with well, you never wanted to support me in the first place. There's only one evangelical, two, two evangelicals have helped me in my ministry. And one helped me big time. And he's helping me to this day, making sure that my children are all right. Because somehow he knew, I guess he knew I was not going to be doing all of that. Trying to preach and do this too and all that kind of stuff. I guess God just told him, dropped it into him, said, just go ahead and help this preacher. You can use other people uh, to help you and uh, just take, make sure he's taken care of and these children are taken care of. And let him preach. So most of you, most of you, we, we, we have best-selling books that you evangelicals who have the machinery and everything else, you could have set our ministry up just with one book. You refuse to do so. Because I don't fit into your little mold. Your little woke mold. See. But be that as it may. My beloved. I want to get to this point. This is also. About how the devil is using my own family members. And so called fellow pastors and preachers. To persecute and try to cause problems for a preacher who is 
probably the only preacher living today who has preached the gospel and the word of God nearly every day for over nearly seven years now. And how that if you are doing something similar for the Lord, you are going through similar persecutions. Those who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, as we just read in the text, and uh, tribulations as well. Now, I want to go down to where we left off at last time. I'm not going to share everything again, but this parallel part of the sermon series is important because this is what God used to wake me up to the um, blob of Beelzebub. This is a blob of demonic spirits, of a satanic spirit. And you can't fight this with your fists. Those of you who are born again, those of you who don't know what has happened to your own children and your own grandchildren, or your wife, or your husband, or even your mother, or your mother-in-law. This is spiritual warfare big time. And it was predicted in the Bible as I just proved it to you. All the way to the uh, dashes, the thing, the um, slants. And here's where we left off. I gave you some historical background about my family. And I did so because woke people want to try to bring up some mess, want to try to bring up some kind of uh, phony injustice that happened years ago. I say, okay, you want to bring something up? Let's bring it up. You want to bring something up? You so uh, gung-ho now about justice? You're so holy and so righteous, you want to uh, uh, bring up some injustice that you think somebody did, and you don't know anything about it? All right then, all righty then, let me help you. And I can go deeper than what I have gone. I'm waiting on you. I can go deeper. And further down, further than you want to go. Because even my mother cannot, uh, even my mother, whom I love and respect, and I'm thankful for the good that she did. There are things I know that she doesn't doesn't even know I know. Same thing for my wife's mother. Okay, because see, sometimes these woke people, they forget their mess. They forget what they have done. They're shocked when it is brought up. But now I'm down to the point where I dealt with my wife. 
I told my wife, Marika White, before we got married, we were not going to do marriage her family's way or my family's way. And let me tell you why. And I wrote, listen to me, and I wrote books on this. Keep it still. I wrote books on this. Best-selling books. Even though I'm not a part of the evangelical machine. Let us the young black men and let us the young black women. In that, those two books and other books, I laid out a roadmap for my children. And my daughter Danny followed it to the T and before 30 she has, she's been extremely successful. My son Daniel, when he left here and got uh, uh, involved in what he's involved in, he became the best one. And, and I believe it shocked him. I was not shocked. He's the one who was voted the leader. He's the one who won the award. Everybody had the utmost respect for him. And they probably had more respect for him than he had for himself. I was not shocked because of how I raised him. I raised him as, uh, over and over again. You finish what you start. And I remember days that I give him a task to do and he'll take a long time to do it. Take uh, hours and sometimes days and it's always an excuse or something. And I, you know what I did? Like for example, on several occasions fixing the car which he had the advantage of looking at YouTube to do. And he want to, you know, mess around all day long and not get it done. That's all right. You can stay all night long and get it done. Give him some computer work uh, to do. Uh, and we had a beautiful patio in the mansion that God blessed me to have. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Wonderful, enclosed. And I said, okay, you didn't get it done. And I know you could have gotten there. You can stay right out here all night long and get it done. Say, oh, that's cruel and unusual upon him. You call it what you want. So out, out the gate, he became the best at what he was doing. The best. Immediately. When he took me in to introduce me to everybody, they all almost bowed to him. And I believe that's going to happen for all of my children if they stay with the Jesus I introduce them to and stay with the God that they know they know and stay with the Bible that they read thousands of times and the sermons that they heard thousands of times and helped me with thousands of times. They'll do fine. And I'm telling my woke, devilish, lost Family members, leave them alone. If you can't support them and how I raise them, leave my children alone. Yes, they're grown, but I'm grown too. Yes, they're grown. They can do what they want to do. They can choose what they want to do. I'm all for that. And they've all been a blessing to me already. 
for two or three lifetimes. They don't have to do a thing for me. They've already been a blessing to me as their father. I've already told them that. But I don't want you to mess them up with your woke foolishness. And so I told my wife before we got married, we were going to do it according to Ephesians chapter 5 and 6 or no way and that if she agreed with that we could go ahead and get married. If not, we do not need to get married. That's what I told her. The hell you came out of with your father wanting to cut your mother's head off with a knife over the sink like a chicken and the hellaciousness that I came out of, with, uh, and they got, a, they got a divorce, your parents. My parents were separated two or three times. In fact, when I graduated from high school, my mother left. Moved to another state. I didn't know anything. She was waiting for me to graduate and left my dad. Eventually, they got back together. Praise be to God. And some of the warmest times I had with my father was... After she left, because he, he, he came to see me, where I was. And we uh, drunk a few uh, slits malt liquor bulls, and he showed me some Bible verses. It was the weirdest time <laughs> that we've had together. I also told my wife that once we get married, and she does not follow through with what we agreed upon, Nothing is off the table. Nothing is off the table. And that means that, uh, you know, I mean, anything can happen. Because I, I, don't, I don't want you to be with me if you're not going to do what I tell you. Because uh, I am not Daniel White Jr. That's my dad. I'm Daniel White III. That's a, and we're a different cut. I'm not going to let you do what my mother did to him. And disrespect him and dishonor him. And I know my mother does not want to hear that. But that's the reality. I mean, that, that's the main thing. That made me to be the man that I am. I'm not going to have a woman ruling over me. Not her, not my wife, not my daughters, or anybody else. Because God does not want me to do that. And God has blessed my life because I have not hearkened to any of their voices. I'm going to do what God leads me to do. They can support me or not support me. They can stand with me or not stand with me. That doesn't matter. What matters is that I obey God. And I do what God has called me to do. So, preacher, don't you, wouldn't you love the love and affection of your mother and of your wife and of your daughters? Yes, like anybody else. Uh, but God is why me to not be worried about that. You just, you just hearken to me. I'll take care of you. I also told my wife that we were going to raise our children without the influence of her family or my family. And you know what? Because they were so worldly and religious but lost, they didn't mind that at all. They didn't want me bothered with seven children. In no way, shape, form, or fashion, and I dare them to say otherwise. They don't want to be bothered. 
and I didn't want to be bothered with them. I could have stayed with, uh, near them and uh, you know all of that and had a big fine house and my mother was even looking at a house for us and I, I, I didn't want that. I went as far away, as far away as I could to raise my family and I'm so thankful to God I did. And that was done on purpose. You all have even said you are all amazed that the children have turned out so great, so smart, so educated, so productive. And I led my children to write books. And you haven't, you haven't even written a term paper. See, they, they've already written books and published books when they were children, like their father. And you want to come and mess with my children, and they have been more successful to you in their childhood than you have been in your adulthood. My oldest daughter and I wrote a song together that the world listens to every New Year's Eve. And these Christians do. They have edited publications, multiple websites, have published multiple books to this day for other people. And you want to come mess with us. Shame on you. You're full of hell and the devil. And you need to leave my children alone. They, most of them have graduated from college. And they are going on to bigger things and better things. And I have told them, in case you want to know, do, do not allow yourself to get caught up in family bullshit, family mess. Later for that, you're holding them up. You're holding them back, trying to cause some problems in our family when you have never helped our family. You've never supported our family, never cared for our family. Leave them alone and leave me alone. And I mean that. We, we don't agree anyway. You want to follow wokeism and the devil and, and homosexuality and lesbianism and all of that. You, your life is broken. You got children. Nobody, you're not married. You want my children to end up like you? How about it? Uh... My wife's mother, how about it? My wife's aunts, how about it? Mom, how about it? Sisters, separated, divorced, got a man come by every now and then and all this kind of mess. Can't even tell your own child uh, that you're getting married, but yet you want your, that same child to uh, appear on a videotape at a mega church uh, to wish you happy birthday, and here you and you sitting in the, sitting there with a man that I don't I don't know, never heard of, and you didn't have the decency to just write me a letter and say I'm getting married. You can stop sending me money now. This that something something. Come on now. Mm -mm. Here I got a family of seven. And I'm sending you a thousand dollar check because of the success of my book to help you out since my dad died. And you don't have a decent, the decency to tell me you got a boyfriend. Come on now. But yet you want you're going to try to play off 
to my siblings and everybody in that church that my son won't even say, uh, come and say, uh, give me a greeting on my birthday in front of thousands of people at a mega church on the video. That's what you want to do. And that's what you did. And want to try to make it seem like my siblings, tell my siblings that, oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to do that. No, you didn't have the decency to tell me you were married to another man that I don't know. Other than my father. You say, you know, you know some of you woke people say? She don't have to tell you anything. I know that's exactly what you Negroes want to say. Or well, I believe she does. Uh, and, and I didn't have to meet the Negro. But you need to let me know something. Here I am, they send you money. And you got something. You getting ready to marry somebody else soon after my dad died. And my question is, did, you, did he kill him? Did you have somebody else to kill him? What, what happened? Did you think that my stopping by to see him uh, would have kept him alive longer? Were you jealous of the fact that he was very proud of his son and we had a good relationship? What is it? Leave my children alone, man. You go on with y'all's life and y'all mess. With your Jezebel mess. Ruling over men, praying over men. You can't even reach the man's head, so you put your hand, which is nasty, on the man's heart. Some other woman's heart. Husband's heart. There's nothing but revelation, Jezebel foolishness. And you know you cannot accuse me of not honoring you and respecting you. I've done it all of my life. As a grown man, there's some things that you wanted me to do. Certain women you wanted me to marry, and I told you I was not going to do that twice. Because I was not going to let you control me through them. You have controlled all of your other children. You got one son, the baby son, dead. I believe because of all of the demonic woke foolishness. And you didn't, you didn't dare uh, call me or email me or text me or something to let me know that he was sick. Uh, you've, done it through, you've done this throughout your life. You only told me when people were dead every now and then. And some people died and you didn't say a thing. So, you know, I, I really don't want you to be bothering my children. Let them live their lives. As far as them not having a loving mother who would say, I love you and care for them, they have to deal with that. Just like I had, I had to deal with uh, the, the hellaciousness in our family that I was raised up in. And you know what it produced, Mom? And, and even you were proud for this. This is the only thing you were proud of. The book Letters to Young Black Men. You know where that came from? It came from the pain and the hurt of being raised in your household. That's the only reason. That's the only reason why I wrote those books. Because I, I, I didn't get what I should have gotten. And so I wanted to get, make sure young men knew and young women knew what they needed to do and what they needed to avoid. Mommy, I passed it on to my children. When you have always been loose with young people having sex, you told me just make sure you use protection. That's all you told me. 
your granddaughter was in your bed having sex when we got back from a trip and you had like nothing happened. Come on, man. And you want that for my children? You want to see them lose their virginity down there where you are with the whoremongers and everything else because you think it's cute for a girl to have a boyfriend and, 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 and um, boys to have a girlfriend and all that? When you know that's not biblical? So if you want to get it on, anybody in my family... In my mother, in my wife's family, let's get it on. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to respond publicly. Every time you come down here trying to mess with me uh, and disturbing my peace, I'm going to put it out there. We're not going to do this in a corner. And that they all are good children. You have been impressed with that. Not only are they, they, they carry themselves in a good way, they're bright, they're smart, they're educated, they're more educated than you all are. And they have gotten to where they have gotten because of God, Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit of God. And through my prayers and reading the Bible to them thousands of times, preaching the Bible to them thousands of times, and raising them, and yes, chastising them without abuse. They act decently because, yes, I did chastise all of them. As the Bible has told me to do. And you you woke devil, you, you want to try to Say something to one of the children. Did he uh, abuse you? Uh, uh, something like along those lines. Go ahead, devils. I, I, whatever you want to do, I'm going to meet you there. You want to go to court about something? Let's do it. I'm waiting on you. And I'll read one, maybe one more line. People, why are you, preacher, why are you sharing all this? Because I'm dealing with wokeism in my own family. This last day's demonic foolishness. This is real. I'm preaching on the blob of Beelzebub because I'm dealing with the blob of Beelzebub. You understand me? Okay? And I'm, br- I'm bringing it out in the open because God has led me to help other people and to help other people go through this and get through this. That's what preachers do. And oftentimes, uh, God will allow a preacher to go through something to help other people. That's what I believe has happened to Dr. Ed Young Jr. He's trying to help other people. He's been through the fire. See, he's trying to help other people. And so God dropped it into his spirit, and hopefully his other preacher friend will get a hold of it and, and deal with it in their congregation before they lose their congregation and lose the families and everybody else. 
when my children became adults, I told them that if they wanted to, uh, they were free to communicate with both uh, grandparents and other family members, if that's what they wanted to do. You know, one of the reasons why I was able to say that to them? Because I had complete confidence that they could handle themselves. But because I did, but I told them. I also told them to be careful and not allow their grandparents or other family members, aunties and uncles who have demonic influence, to influence them to do evil as their older family members on both sides of the family have done all of their lives. Because most of the family members are religious but lost, as I was until I got saved by the grace of God Almighty, December the 19th, 1979. But rather, to try to witness to them, to oppose their evil, and be a blessing to them, and a help to them. That's what I told my children, and that's where we will uh, pick it up tomorrow. Let me just give you this little extra so that you can know where I'm going to pick it up at. So my oldest daughter, has, like most other, uh, my oldest daughter who I had with my wife has reached out to both sides of the family, of our family, for two reasons. One, it is normal and natural to want to know where you come from. And I want, I have no problem with her doing that. I wanted her to do that if that's what she wanted to do. At the time in which she did it, when she was mature and older. But you must understand that when it comes down to younger women who especially did not have a loving, caring, hugging, loving mother, older women can really, older black women especially, can have... uh, a devilish impact upon them. You, you just need to be aware of it. And it's not black girl magic. It's black girl devilry. Because, see, these older women who do not have any scruples about men yet, they'll be all into, you got a boyfriend? Yeah, I have a boyfriend, but uh, I mean, I have a friend, but he's divorced and and uh, and everything. Uh, well, how much money does he make? Oh, he's rich. Well, girl, you better jump on him. Well, my dad, my papa, he does not believe in people getting married to divorced people and so forth. And got a family and somebody else got a family so girl don't you worry about what your papa say you go ahead and marry that divorced man and then they, she does that and then her whole life is ruined 
and hurt because any man or any woman who has a spouse and children, they still married, man. They still got something going on across town. And you're going to be left home many times, particularly after they have used you up already. Uh, but see, the black uh, uh, women devilry, they said, girl, you need to get that man so you can get that money. And also, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with marrying a divorced man. And uh, go head on. Don't do what your, don't do, you don't have to do what your daddy told you. You don't have to do what your papa told you. So that's how some women think because they're sick. That's how they think. And because they have messed up their lives and they've had uh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry inside of them, they want, their, they want to ruin their daughter's lives, their granddaughter's lives. They want them to be the same way. That's sick. And go through the misery of being used by this man and that man and caught up in a divorce and marriage situation. Then you meet the other man, the man's wife and you, don't, you feel like you don't add up and match up. And then uh, you get, end up feeling like you're nothing. And then you got to end up doing what? Getting a divorce. Oh, but they don't think that. Even the Jezebel preacher people in the church. Girl, you better get that man. He's educated and rich. Don't worry about his other eight children and nine children with his wife. And as soon as he gets mad at her, she, he's going to go over to do and, 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 and into the arms of his wife, his honey bunch of oats. Uh, and before you know it, my daughter is devastated because of your advice. I would rather for her to be single than married to a divorced man. And I'm not walking any of my daughters down the aisle if the man never been married with anybody. I'm not going to be a part of that. Because I didn't raise my children that way. To settle for that garbage and mess. And my mother's this way. I believe um, my wife's mother's this way. They've been divorced. My mother never been divorced. But she probably married a man who was divorced at that age. And they don't have any problem with that. But God is not going to make my daughter an adulteress. And make my son an adulteress, adulterer, rather. Because if you marry a, you marry a divorced person, and the truth is, you never know what, what is the real reason. Only God knows, man. In this damn time, people lie so much. And here she is living in adultery, a pure virgin girl living in adultery. Pure virgin. And you mock my words, if they follow these people, that's what's going to happen to them. Well, that's where we are right now. It is normal to want to know about your ancestry. That's where we're going to stop it at. I had to cover some ground tonight, as God has led me to do so. Now, for those of you who might be dealing with these things and you don't know why, because you're not saved, you're not born again, uh, and a whole lot of mess is going on in your family, and you don't know how to deal with it. You're trying to deal with it in the traditional fashion, but tradition has is, is been thrown out the window. 
respect has been thrown out the window. Uh, Old-fashioned behavior has been thrown out of the window. And uh, you don't know where to turn. You don't know what's going on. You might be religious but lost as we have so many people like that in my own family. Uh, You need Jesus. Some people are restless and busybodies and wanting to destroy other people's lives because their lives are destroyed. And they don't get any satisfaction until they destroy their daughter's life or their son's life or their uh, granddaughter's life. They want them to go through the same hellaciousness that they went through. And I'm here to tell you, my dear friend, there's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. I'm not, don't worry about me because of the persecution and the attacks against me. I'm fine. You, can, you ought to be able to tell that. Uh, uh, I'm at peace. I want you to be at peace. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Savior? Have you truly believed in Him and gotten saved? If not, you need to do that tonight. For Jesus Christ said the most important words ever said in the history of the world when he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Understand that you are a sinner, no matter what family you come from, no matter what kind of mess you have going on in your family. You are a sinner. And your family members are sinners. No matter how smart you think you are or how beautiful you think you are. The Bible says, the Word of God says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says, the wages of sin is death. Please understand, you need to watch your step. Because you may be one step away from death. Every last one of us. Everybody in your family, everybody in my family. So watch your step. The wages of sin is death. The reason why we die is because of sin. Such as lying, living a lie, being hypocrites, stealing lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, dishonoring and disobeying your parents, as we read tonight in the passage, and dishonoring God by taking his name in vain. You have broken God's Ten Commandments, and so have I, and so has the Pope, so has your mom in them, so has your daddy in them, so has the Dalai Lama, and so has 
even Joel Osteen, the pastor of the largest church in the world. And even he would admit it. He would admit it very positively, but he would admit it. We're all sinners, and therefore we all need to be saved from our sins. And God is so loving that he sent his only begotten son. He gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins. Our failures and our faults. He didn't sin. He is the son of God. He's perfect and holy. We sinned against God. And Jesus Christ paid our sin debt. He paid it all, the songwriter said. All to him we owe. And so that's why you need to obey Jesus Christ. You don't need to obey man. You don't need to get baptized to get saved. The thief on the cross who went to heaven with Jesus, the first one in heaven with Jesus, uh, got saved. He never went to church. He never got baptized. He never sung in the choir. He never gave any tithes of offerings and money to the church. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. As Jesus Christ said, trust in Him. Have faith in Him. Depend upon Him. You cannot save yourself, but He can save you. So believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God. Call on His name, for the Bible also says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Some of you have far worse family situations than I do. Jesus can and will pick you up and make you a part of the family of God. There are thousands, there are millions of people who never even had a family. And some have come out of hellacious families. But Jesus found them. And they believed in Jesus Christ. And they lived out great lives. The young black man who was adopted by a young white couple has turned out become the greatest baseball slugger in history and he was not raised in the home of the parents who had him who don't even look he was raised in the home of people who don't even look like him but all of them love Jesus and that has that story can be told thousands of times so it's all right if you come out of a bad family. I came out of a bad family. God saved my soul. And I have preached to more people than both of my parents combined by far. My ministry reaches uh, to all four corners of the world. 
They never thought I would do this, and I didn't either, because I hated preachers. I hated the church. I hated church people with a passion. It is a miracle of God that I'm standing here preaching the Word of God after 43 years. So God can save you, God can pick you up, and God can use you for His glory, praise, and honor, and give you a real purpose in life, no matter what other people say. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shall be saved. <clears throat> Follow me in prayer, repeat after me phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, to please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to turn from my evil, wicked life. Help me to repent of all of my sins and follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ said himself with his own lips, and you prayed that prayer and mend it from your heart. According to the Bible, the Word of God, you are now saved. And you are saved from hell and you're, on, and you're saved to heaven when you die. And that is a great gift. And so to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and click on a book that I have written titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. What to do after you enter through the door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. <clears throat> and you have just entered in, pardon me. You have just entered into salvation. And this little book will give you several steps of what you need to do. as a new Christian so that you can grow thereby and be the Christian disciple, soldier of the cross that God wants you to be. The Christian life is not easy, but Jesus Christ will help you through it. He's the one who saved you and he's the only one who can keep you and use you. Also, 
email us and let us know that you got saved tonight on the email that's on your platform where you are. We're on multiple platforms at the same time around the world. And uh, uh, email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. Email us with any questions that, that you have at any time. Email us uh, if you have a prayer request. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. About anything. We've prayed for thousands of people and we'll be glad to pray for you. It is a vital part of our ministry. And make sure you pray, saints, without ceasing. You're not going to make it through the blob of Beelzebub in these perilous times and wokeism without prayer. That's, the, that's your main tool. If you don't get God engaged in what is going on in your life and in your family and in your community and in your church, you're cooked. You're done. I would not tell you that if that was not true. I know that my sweet evangelicals and my sweet charismatics especially want me to end on a good note. You know, a happy note. Say something hopeful. I'm telling you, if you don't pray, there's no hope. It's not happening. If you don't pray like God told you to pray and pray without ceasing, pray always. Continue instant in prayer. Jesus Christ gave a parable to this end that men are always to pray. You're not making it through wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. It's not happening. I'm just telling you straight up. That's the main thing you need to be doing, plus reading the Bible. That's where you get your hope from. You pray and read your Bible. You do it without ceasing. You keep your mind on the Word of God and on God and on Jesus Christ, and only God can keep you in perfect peace. Now that's a fact. I have no other words of hope for you. You will be decimated. Your family will be decimated if you don't do what I'm telling you to do. That is the solution. You must be born again. You must be saved. You don't need to go to the evangelical store to buy a book. You have the book. It is the Bible. You don't need any more books. No more books. Books are not going to help you through rogueism. The blob of Beelzebub. You hear me? So, my dear friends, God bless you. God bless you. Music. God bless you. Until next time. And do what the Marines do. Their motto. Simplify. Always faithful. God is always faithful to you. You be faithful to God. And uh, the Air Force boys, my boys say, Simple Supra, always above, always above. Keep your mind in heavenly places, always above. Get your mind out of hell. Get your mind out of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. And keep your mind on God and he'll keep you in perfect peace. 
as the music plays. Pray without ceasing. Read the word of God. I love you.